themselves boaters? Swole boater. You can't just keep saying it and make it a word by will. Do you think that, like, the people here that do dragon boats, they're, they're, swole, think they're swole boaters? Swole boaters. Swole boaters. Maybe that's good more. No. And this is just some fucking mixed up! Oh. Con! Fusion. Man, and it's a killing me. There's just too many people And they're all too hard to please Alright Kelly, welcome to Mixed Up Confusion where we dig deeper into various topics depending on what it is. This week is still Woody Guthrie Month, Kelly. Have you checked your calendar? It's Woody Guthrie Month. It's Woody Guthrie Month. It's still Woody Guthrie Month. This week... We're not really going straight for an album like last time with Dust Bowl Ballads, but we are going to be looking at Woody Guthrie and Bob Dylan. Have you heard of the two of them? Are those names familiar to you? Yes. Good. Now. Good, good. If they're not familiar with you, you, how, how? I kind of knew who Woody Guthrie was, but I wasn't sure about who Bob Dylan is. If you don't know who either of these people are, I want to know how. Okay. And why? Why are you here? Thirty-two weeks. Yeah, exactly. And you, cho- <laughs> you chose this of all the episodes. What's going on? Anyways, we we are here today to talk about basically the songs that that Bob Dylan covered of Woody Guthrie's uh, that we have access to. Um, this can be a, a little bit challenging if you're only using uh, traditional Spotify. I guess that's traditional <laughs> now. <Spotify. laughs> well, I was going to say traditional means, which obviously would be very hard if you're trying to get. LPs and CDs and like kind of go down that route. That's quite tough, I think, in, in this uh, era. But it's also hard to accumulate this on Spotify. You can't because it's not actually released stuff. Um, the only stuff I could really find of Bob Dylan doing anything, Woody Guthrie, is obviously on Bob Dylan, but also, you know, the concert, the tribute concert after Woody passed away. You know, they do that suite of Grand Coulee Dam, uh, Dear Mrs. Roosevelt, uh, and I Ain't Got No Home. Yeah, and like, that's great. That's a really cool thing. But what we're looking at is the stuff he was doing basically before um, he released Freewheeling Bob Dylan. Because pretty much from this moment on, from Freewheeling on, Woody Guthrie essentially gets dropped from his sets. It's, it's, we don't really do or talk about him anymore until years later. I mean, we talked about Song to Woody being picked back up in the, in the 1990s. You know, it's sort of mm-hmm. like there was, a, there was a big gap. So this is going to be stuff from... Uh, famous bootlegs that you guys might have access to and might not. So I'm going to try to play a lot of clips as we go along with all the songs that we listen to and the playlist of everything that we do is is online as well. So I recommend consulting that if you want to or if you've never heard some of these songs, please do. I like Woody Guthrie. It's very tonally similar. So stuff kind of gets lost. It was nice to to break it up with Bob Dylan covers. And I kind of just listened to one after the other. So I listened to the Guthrie one and then I listened to the Bob Dylan one of the ones that are available, which was most of them that are on the playlist. So I I liked being able to split it up because it does break up the same sound. But it's (laughs) it's a lot of weird stuff. I mean, I don't need to hear Woody Guthrie say the word nipple so many times. Nor do I need to hear Bob Dylan say the word nipple so many times. No, we do not. But yet... I did. And here we are. Um, the harmonica solo thing that was on that yeah, demo? Yeah, that was nothing Holy to do with anything. shit. Good. Amazing. I put that on only for you. Oh, 
made this sound. It was like it's like a didgeridoo and a uh-huh. mouth harp and an electric guitar had a baby. He does that on Long John too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's the same kind. It's actually uh, really the same same riff kind yeah. of thing. Oh yeah, fucking amazing. That's definitely missing in Woody's songs. I think there mm. might be a couple with a harmonica on it, but Bob's like every single one. Yeah, it's getting that harmonica. We're doing it. I keep thinking about that um, Nor Guthrie thing that I read yeah. last week mm-hmm. about what Bob Dylan said. You can listen to Woody's song and learn how to live. So I kind of yeah. just like I'm gonna take that forever. I think that's really cool, and I think it's really true, especially with songs uh, like Mrs. Roosevelt and yeah. just like really powerful stuff. It's still so good that Lindbergh one and like it's true. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's dive into that then. I, I think talking generalizations is gonna get us lost in the weeds of. Because uh, it's the same thing if we were to talk about Bob Dylan in general. It's tough. Yeah. So let's get into the song. So let's just kind of go down our playlist. I think that's kind of the most sensible way to do stuff. So we broke this up into five acts. So act one for me was um, basically some of the more famous songs that Woody Guthrie uh, has done and that Bob Dylan sort of covered. Um, we're not going specifically for Bob Dylan so much, but more for, for Woody. And all of these are available on Spotify. So at the very least in Woody Guthrie Month, you will absolutely be able to listen to every Woody Guthrie song we talk about. So, Kelly, we started out with Ramblin' Around. Yeah, you're confused because there's like another song called Ramblin' Round and then Ramblin' Blues and then also Ramblin' Around that's not the same. And then there's one with like the parentheses before as yeah. I was Ramblin' Around or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, talking Fish Blues. Is that song about sex? I don't know. I think it's one verses for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) No, but I think it's like, is I shall be free about sex. Yeah. Yes. And no, it's not about any of that. So there's a lot of great one liners in that one. Sitting in a boat with a bucket of beer and I hadn't caught nothing, but I didn't much care. I guess I was pretty well satisfied. I had my little lady right by my side. Taking it easy. Just a wait. Been gone off that hook for a couple hours. You go fishing, I'll tell you what to do. You go sit down with a greasy slew, take a piece of string and tie it on your pole and throw it way out in the middle of the hole. Find you a good shade tree and then just sit down, go to sleep, forget all about it. His version is twice as long. He adds verses to a lot of the the songs, which is kind of cool because he does make it his own. But then other times I'm like. Does it need to be twice as long? I almost like these Woody Guthrie songs so much like the average two and a half minutes, which is really nice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And we'll, we'll talk more about that length stuff. But you, did you also notice in Talking uh, talking Fish Blues, he said Man Eater, Meat Grinder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, you know, I shall be free. Man Eater, Meat Grinder. Right. So we're loser. Yep. So I thought that was really funny. And um, yeah, and, and Dylan's version also had a line, and I, I think Woody's too, where he said, I had my little lady by, by my side. Uh, she's a humdinger folk singer. So, yeah. yeah, definitely had a – there was an element right there in Talking Fish Blues. And that's why I wanted – or Talking Fishing Blues. And that's why I wanted to have it on here yeah. because those lines. He it's really just like when you of, say it, it's there. He cares a lot about the lady, not so much about the fish. He's not there for well, the, the fish. It's, would you be – did you – do you fish? Okay, this reminds me of when you were like, I went camping. And I was like, what do you do when you go camping? You play cards? And you're just like, oh, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> – oh, so you're thinking – well, you're probably more – like, you think people actually go fishing and they go and, like, get fish. Yeah. That is a legend. People don't do that. You just, just go, go and have and sex. just go and get drunk or and have, have sex. sex. Yeah. yeah. That's what going camping is. That's what playing cards is. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Oh, just naive, <laughs> Kelly. Pastures of Plenty, probably one of Woody's 
fame, most famous songs beyond probably This Land Is Your Land. Uh, I, I absolutely love Woody Guthrie's version, but I've got to give it to Dylan. It, it, the, the wit there is a lot funnier for, if you will, if it's funny. It's more of a sad funny. It's that irony. Both songs play with irony. Bob's playing in his tragedy. sings that is like hopeful and the way that bob sings it is like you died that night on that farm and it reminded me a lot of like um and i thought of this a lot seven curses i was like this is Mm. this is like the river bend over there in the corner in seven curses in this little fictional red dead redemption town that Mm -hmm. i've set up um where you can you you can have this pastures of plenty person over here in this little farming community and then over here you've got you know the the judge raping and hanging people and yeah. they're all part of like the same weird world and that kind of like freaked me out a little bit so I definitely felt similarly that they sang it two completely different ways for me it was Woody Guthrie's version was like tough and yeah positive like we're, we're gonna fight till we win like yeah yeah um, and that's what Woody Guthrie wanted to do that's why he wrote the songs that he wrote They he wanted to be empowering he inspirational. Wanted to inspir- be inspirational and Bob's is definitely like a sad fucking <laughs> yeah, somebody obsessed with death yeah he's just like well, this is a bouncy song. How do I make this less bouncy? But the We Come With The Dust and We Go With The Wind. That was in our that song was, last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's great. Full Boom. circle. Full circle. Now we listen to This Land Is Your Land and then the reprise of it, which <laughs> which is beautiful. If you listen to those Ash recordings, we were originally going to do like volume one, two, three, and four of the Ash recordings. I'm glad we didn't end up doing that because that would be a little bit uh, too overwhelming for us. So maybe we'll cover it as we go over the length of this entire podcast. But if you want to listen to something really great, listen to Ash Recording Volume 1 because that, that's home to basically all of these songs, a lot of the songs that we're talking about today. But starting it with This Land Is Your Land, that record, and then ending it with the reprise is so perfect. But playing them back to back is great. That song is so good. And the reprise is so funny. It's just like, Cisco, get me up this ladder. So I was really confused because the three verses of this song are missing. M- missing are key verses that, the, when i saw the signs and no trespassing yeah and i think yeah. and i think we've talked about it too to the point that it's almost like if you don't know that there's those extra verses right. this is a weird thing to be done i just wanted to make sure that i wasn't thing. nuts i was like there's, <laughs> there's, there's what am I missing half it? of this song yeah, yeah and that's the thing i'm sure woody added many a verse as we went along that we don't even know about when he played it live and stuff like that and that's that's the tradition and we we're hearing bob dylan echo that tradition you know making up his own lines and sort of taking the stuff out of the songs that is kind of dumb or doesn't make sense to his own life. And we'll, yeah. we'll talk about a lot more of that, too. Oh, I also found out that um, one of the versions of the song originally, or maybe when he wrote it, instead of This Land is Made for You and Me, it was God Bless This Land for You and Me. Oh, 
um, which I think really hammers home the like the sick irony of the manifest destiny kind of fit a little bit more. Yeah, that's true. Just like this is mine by God's law. This is mine by right kind yeah. of thing. I, was, I thought that was interesting that that was a piece of it. Yeah, and I think he obviously we listen to Jesus Christ. That's one that we don't have a. I don't have a version of Bob doing that, but. That's a song that's nothing but ironic. He's not the person we see today. He wasn't the person we saw back then. I mean, he's used as a cipher for rich people and preachers and businessmen to get your money. Okay. And I think that playing with that, yeah, that's genius. He's a fucking genius. That's amazing. Hang Not Slipknot. A song about new metal. A song about new 19- metal. <laughs> Cover of a Slipknot song. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, what is it? People equal shit? Yeah. Yeah. This would be like... Um, you know, the proletariat equals win or something like that. It'd be amazing. Uh, it's a dark song. Yeah. It's a dark, but also, I love this song. Did you ever see a hangman tie a slipknot? Did you ever see a hangman tie a slipknot? Yes, I've seen it many a time, and he whines and he whines. After 13 times, he's got a slipknot. Tell me, will that slip not slip? No, it will not. Will that slip not slip? No, it will not. It'll slip around your neck, but it won't slip back again. That slip not, Lord God, that slip not. Oh, I love it. I love the way he says it. I love his voice. That's another one that reminds me, obviously, with just the slip not and the hanging and all of that, of Seven Curses more specifically. But it's also just that deadpan delivery. I'm just giving it to you. Well, that's the, the, really the theme of it. It's like, how do you get your laws passed? It's yeah. by killing everyone that disagrees. Yeah. You built an entire system of, of law and government on the Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And on... like the Twenge picking. And the song is so fun. But the song is so sad. <laughs> it's just dark. <laughs> that's what he's good at. Apparently. And he's just so bad. The original Ben Gibbard. He's like, yeah, yeah everything's great. But also we're talking about death. <laughs> God. Or it's it's uh, Sufjan, yeah. We're all gonna die. Dun, 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 dun. We're all gonna die. But it becomes catharsis. Like, going to see that live, Carrie and Law, we listened to that on, God, maybe episode like 10 or something like that. I played fucking like four minutes of that song, which I should not have done. Um, yeah, it's just like it becomes like this beautiful thing. And I think Woody, if Woody had an anthem, or if Woody was making music today, he would be a punk. He would be writing some fucking, like, anthemic punk music. Oh, it would yeah. be fucking dope. But, fortunately, the context of his songs, there's no way to fucking, like, oh, throw a fist down. You're just, you just have to take it for what it is and yeah. let other people interpret it, so. The I Ain't Got No Home version that was on our playlist yeah. doesn't sound like Woody's voice. I don't know what that re- what happened with the remastering. It sounds so dissimilar to the rest of the recordings. Yeah. And it could just be that it's of a good quality. And yeah. then, like, I'm used to this weird, fuzzy, grainy like overlay of his singing um for some reason bob's version when it started i thought it was that one song that i think we've used another episode where it's like i feel the earth move under my face that's not the song what's happening it is it is jarring though to be listening to woody guthrie and then have the band show up and like this version of the band show up it's like the planet waves version yeah it's bizarre it's just like hello well and also like doing them back to back i'm stuck in this like even Bob's covers have been up to this point guitar and harmonica and then suddenly it's like oh <laughs> there's a whole, yeah, the whole thing here yeah. there's a whole band going I, it, on and I, I just said Planet Waves and I and I immediately when I said that I, I had to check my brain as to when all of this happened but really that band that was playing was the band that he just like went to Europe with and was in the basement with 
but the 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 way that those guitars go that didn't really sound like the old band it sounded a lot more like the band that was going to come yeah that was weird well i put on the because the other one that's also because this is from the tribute yeah tribute Um, show yeah so the other one i was like is this during the rolling thunder thing because it sounded a lot like that to me yes and no this was we we made a point this all kind of worked out serendipitously really but we when we were doing john wesley harding he the reason why some people believe the moralizing songs that were on there was that after the first recording the session woody guthrie passed away and so he was like i want to be a part of that no matter what and so there's this belief that 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 there's a connection between the two that it's sort of like he's taking these songs that we're listening to right now and john wesley harding is almost like a weird surreal interpretation of them and you can see that like i can see that like drifters escape like those are songs Mm. woody guthrie not completely because bob dylan is a very unique songwriter but those themes like woody guthrie could have written some bars for all of the thematic the dear landlords i pity well, the poor john immigrant. Wesley harding like the, playing it in my head right now yeah, like, yeah that could be but i mean all of them i mean you just about of frankie Casey. lee and and judas priest like mm-hmm. that could be a woody guthrie song a thousand times over yeah. except for maybe the surreal scariness at the end with well, the women and the faces and the, yeah. yeah that's the part where like woody guthrie is a man of a different generation and that's where bob dylan is bob dylan that's the difference between the two of them i think is that it's not an imaginative thing it's that woody wouldn't be going for that route whereas bob i don't think has that over underlining we're all going to make it in the end it's more we're not going to make it in the end. And I think that might be the, the true sort of split between the two. But it is weird. It's weird to listen to those, um, those um, the tribute songs, any of them. I listened to the whole album. It was great. Odetta was on there. So many, so many great musicians. And it's really fun to hear all the interpretations of his work. And that's something we'll explore next week a little bit more. Maybe some of those will make it on from that tribute show because it was really good. But Bob's is, is equally – it's jarring because you almost want him to just have a guitar. And, you know, of course he wasn't going to do that because Bob Dylan, even at that point, was not going to give you We're not the doing satisfaction that <laughs> of that. Yeah, I'm beyond that, even though literally I'm playing with the band that I just picked up on the way and I'm going back to the studio after this with just me and two other guys and a fucking, like, acoustic guitar. Like, I could have just brought my acoustic guitar and this could have been a different. No. But, nope, I'm here with the Crackers. Nope, this is not the band. You're seeing it wrong. These are the Crackers. Deal with it. Listen to the Crackers. I am a Cracker. <laughs> I don't want that as a soundbite. Like, oh my god! That's like your ringtone. <laughs> I am a cracker. Oh my god! <laughs> and then finally, in that suite of songs, in Act One, if you will, we listen to a song called "Long John." So traditional song. Yeah. Is this the same as "Lost John"? I found lyrics for that, which didn't look the same. No, this is a this is an old song. So this okay. is might be. I'll be honest. I did not listen. Bob's version got me so shook that I oh didn't god, really yeah. listen to the words. Although some, it was definitely the same song, but yeah, no, this is a traditional song. So this is probably the only, well, no, later on we have a couple deviations, but um, this is one of the the first deviations on the playlist of like, this is not a Woody Guthrie song, okay. but I love the starkness of the two. Like Woody's yeah. version is His real acapella, haunting. fucking just clap and singing, which is great. And yeah. Bob fucking gets it. Bob oh is just like, this is a train. Train's going fast. Train's going slow. This Burn. is a dog. There's a dog. He's barking. Oh, it's a little dog. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Trying to get speed to sound like this.
I'll jump that train going to thirty miles. Got so tired that the poor boy fell off. Raining down in a farmer's house. Seen them lights for a million miles. Then a farmer there, he hear what he lives. Played plenty of dogs surrounding him. One light shining on top of the bin. Then John didn't know if he'd come in. He jumped up the river and told him the dogs. They had a sound of the dogs. A little bitty dog. A big bad dog. Ron just scared he's running through the tours. He run fast at the boots never born. You know, and that's and that's also Bob too. It's like here's a really dark song. What you're doing right now is quite inappropriate. Where you're just singing about trains now. But also, okay. The sound quality too is really is decent, but it's also not so crisp that it's kind of haunting. So when he's doing those, like with his mm-hmm. foot tapping and when he's tapping really fast, it's just like, wow, this is really good. So what I took away from the song is that like, while the um, audio quality for Woody's wasn't super great, I still had a hard time hearing what he was saying. And not, I don't just mean audibly, like I couldn't feel what he was saying. Yeah. Like I knew it was kind of sad, but I, could, like, I couldn't, it didn't get in. Yeah. Uh, but Bob's, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. I can hear that shit. Like, yeah. I can hear what's happening. Oh, my God. It was so cool. It was so cool. Fucking get it. All right. Set two. So we moved on from there to nursery rhymes. We've done a couple of nursery rhyme type songs. God knows is probably. Uh, oh, and also a man gave names to all the animals. Very simple dogs rhyme structure. Free. Oh, if dogs run free. Yeah. I mean, those got really more turned into a book. I don't know if that's really a great. No, I don't think so. But it's just, like, it's like children's book. Hey, children were a part of the cosmos. Although, I guess so. I mean, but uh, it's not so much of a, I guess it's kind of a nursery rhyme. I guess all we're doing is hedging our bets here. Yeah. All of this can kind of fit. But I think um, when I think of it, I think of God knows. It's just like the constant God knows this. God knows. God knows. Mm-hmm. All over and over. Man gave names is probably the best oh, yeah. example that we may ever have, uh, unless we get more of Under the Red Sky, which takes a lot of influence from nursery songs. So I'll be honest. This is a part of Woody Guthrie that I just really never delved into. Not being a kid is detrimental to the enjoyment of it, and so I find a lot of inspiration from somebody like Michael Gray reading the Bob Dylan Encyclopedia because he puts really beautiful language to. The art of nursery rhymes. How'd you, how'd you, how'd you, hold you, how'd you do, so doodle do, hid you, hide you, hold you, how'd you, how'd you do, how'd you do, how'd you, hide you, hold you, how'd you, how'd you do. How'd you do? Or how'd I do? Yeah. Um, what do you think about that song? Yeah, I was like, this, does this mean nothing? Is it nothing? But then I was like, wait a second. Yeah. What if it's really about, like, politicians and stuff? Oh. So, like... I don't know, like a really disingenuous person yeah. being like, we, you come to my town, and you're just like, how do you do? You wave your little hat and you say hello to everybody and like yeah. eating bagels. Yeah, that's true. I saw it as like a disingenuousness of like social interactions, like two people like meeting and like shaking hands and like Ooh, it's like, just something we clothesline saga. do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So it kind of felt like that. But it was only interesting because Woody's making 
the How'd you hold your hat, most insane sounds you'll ever hear. And that's where <laughs> Bob. Bob doing a too? <laughs> that that's where Bob doesn't part. compete. He oh, can't man. compete. He's I mean, trying. he's trying. He's trying really hard, and that's why Car Car will never be as good. But it's adorable. That but Bob saying "Howdy Doodles Dozy" is just like the best thing ever. Haji Hiji Hoji Hoji Haji Doodle Doodle Doji Haji Doodle Hoji Haji Haji Oh, I love it. That's amazing. I mean, I think the highlight here is obviously Car Song, so we have to get into it. Car Song. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's it's so silly and so much fun. And I think would be the only one, yeah, of all of these songs that like I could play. You could probably play for a kid today. Mm-hmm. That kid would fucking probably lose their shit. Yeah. Probably have a really fun time and maybe mimic it and dance around and stuff. Like, that's what I'm totally going to play for my kid. Yeah, that's, it's so cool. Take me riding in the car, car. Take me riding in the car, car. Take you riding in my car, car. I'll take you riding in my car. Click clank, open up a door, girls. Click clank, open up a door, boys. Front door, back door, click a dick clack. Take you riding in my car. In the Minnesota tapes, we we listen to a car song without. Dave Van Rock, and then we listen to one with Dave Van Rock. Personally, I like the Dave Van Rock versions better because it just seems way more freewheeling. I enjoy having the audience there who is into it. And even at the end, they're just like, okay. <laughs> Everyone's the like, best part cool. was is that they're making two different instrument sounds, if you will, both doing the... I know. Like, they're doing different melodies of it. It's yeah. so good. I, I didn't it. even really think about it at all until the end when he picks up the harmonica and starts going. You're like, oh... Wow, they were just, they were both doing it, and then it's just Dave. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. um, Woody's is superior in every way. Woody makes the best sounds on earth. His car sound is fucking hilarious. I was like, is this, does this have a deeper meaning? Is it really just he's super into, and I was trying to think of the time period. So this song was made in the 30s, probably. Possibly, yeah. Maybe in the 40s. But I'm trying to think, like, Especially with our song on Monday being like, holy shit, this was written in 61, like 62. This is fucking civil rights. Like this is happening on the ground. I'm like, the car's only been around for like 20 fucking years. And that's crazy to think about even earlier. You know, when he was born, when Woody was born, the car was a new fucking thing. Like, Well, that's why when dad went off to Texas from Oklahoma, he he was gone. It wasn't like, (laughs) I'm just going to get in my car and go see you. I'm gone I'm forever. Gone. <laughs> I'm out of here. That is an insurmountable distance. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, for me, I, what I found interesting was that when you listen to them back to back, Bob drops the minutia of gas, how to start a car. The hit the starter. Bob's like, I think you you grasp how cars work. Um, so we're going to go off on something else. Bob's version, I think, again, the creativity of Bob Dylan is already on display because his version becomes something – Surreal. Like uh, the one with Dave Van Rock is much more traditional, although he takes out, I think, the starter stuff. Mm-hmm. But he kind of adds the horn because you want to have that on there. So he he keeps some of the car feature stuff because it's probably – it sells with the crowd. They know what it is. But the version that he sang, while cutting out the lines on how cars work, it became like a Noah's Ark of, of, of a car. He was picking up everyone and every animal. <laughs> what kind of a song is that? But underneath it all, it's like <laughs> – <laughs> whatever the fuck 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like Bob just took a silly song, kept the silliness in the chorus, and then wrote Noah's Ark. Like, what? I think that's fucking amazing. Yeah, Car Song. Absolutely. Oh, and also, fun fact, uh, Car Song, this song was played immediately after Bob sang Song to Woody at the yeah. Gaslight Cafe, September 6th, 1961. So right after he was done with that Song to Woody, ride. right to Car I'd have been like, I'm crying. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> well, famously, you had to go back to the song after you listened to the Gaslight to make sure that you were still sad about That's the original. true. So you probably would have just been, and also this was the first time playing it live at all, yeah. period. So you'd I be like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And then you would have gotten <laughs> just Bob Dylan. Just blow the horn, I'm going to let you blow the horn. Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, go on, ride in the car. I'm gonna take me ride in the car, car. Take you ride in the car, car. Take you ride, I'll take for ride. I'm going for ride in the car. Uh, don't you push me down? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I said I like to imagine that some parent is gathering their kids around and singing the song to zero effect. <laughs> like, it's just like, Daddy's bringing out the guitar, and the kids alone are like, I promise that we won't do it anymore. Oh my God, please don't <laughs> sing about how we can be friends. Don't you push me and down. Don't push me down. <laughs> it's terrible. I just wrote, Don't push me, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, Bob's version has laughing at the end. I think maybe a child's. I don't know. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, they're all just hanging around in a hotel. Okay. And so, no, it's it's just, I think it's just such a ridiculous song. Uh, Come See, uh, he does say Jingle Jangle, which we see later in Jingle Jangle Morning, which is the chorus in Mr. Tambourine Man. Mm. Oh, it, uh, that's the song that has a chorus. Yeah. You have something to look forward to. Yeah. That's nice. So we also hear about a brother's doggy. Woody, woody, woody. Or woofy, 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 woofy. something. Uh, and we also hear about a sister's kitten, uh, mom's baby, dad's penny. And all of it is basically saying, come and see if you don't believe. So, Kelly, believability rankings go. A dog exists. Brother's doggy is number one for me. Yeah. Sister's kitten. Those are things. Yeah. Even if they're not actually theirs, they could just find the dog. Yeah. Believable. Dad has a penny. That's fine. Dad's Penny, but also Dad's Penny? Like, what the fuck? I said Mom's Baby is first. Dad's Penny, I think, is like, Dad found a job because he was like a buster and now he's not. So Dad's Penny is probably, is next believable. And then Grandpa's Donkey is the least believable thing in the whole thing. He, he could have one, but yeah. Grandpa's Donkey is fucked. And also, he changes it to Grandma's because I don't think he remembered his own lyrics. So Grandma <laughs> showed up out of nowhere who also had a donkey. So we're talking about two donkeys here. Donkeys. Believability zero. Oh, I saw for a mule last weekend and it made me really happy. Also, there were so many cows on the way to John Day. There you go. Could have been owned by a grandpa. Could have been owned by a grandpa. Grandpa could have had cows. Talking about cows, let's talk about milk. <gasps> I want my milk. I want it now. Oh this was a disturbing God. song. I was not into it. Uh, Woody makes a lot of noises. Probably more on this song than any other fucking song. Making up some nonsense. I want, yeah, what did he want? He wanted uh, cod liver oil. Which I have heard of, I feel like, but it also sounds like some made-up medicine from the fucking 20s. So, what the F? My vitamin drops. I mean, okay. My rattle, my nipple. <sighs> Big little middle-sized 
I want it now. Yeah. Okay. So this is written from the POV of a baby, I'm assuming. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just so. wrote no in all caps a lot. Zero breasts from Bob, thank God. But no, Bob, no, please no nipples. And, and then he did. He changed it to a much more sanitized, I want my milk. I want my bath. I want my rattle. I want my food. I, if we just got out of there without a nipple, I would have been okay. And then boom, just... I want my nipple and I want it now. I want my nipple and I want it now. I want big nipple, little nipple, middle-sized nipple, all kinds of nipples. I want my nipple and I want it now. He could not go for the nipple. <laughs> he couldn't not. He couldn't not. He had to. He had to go. Set three. Columbia and VD. So in general, we listened to only a few songs from this. Uh, Bob Dylan actually played uh, Talking Columbia um, at the Indian. The version that we had was at the Indian Neck Folk Festival on May 6, 1961. Um, so that's why we get the it's it's not a very good actually one of the questions I was like where was this recorded this sounds really bad oh it's really bad so and again this is like oh who's Bob Dylan I don't know okay this is way before Bob Dylan is Bob Dylan um but the Columbia Kelly is Bonneville Lock we went over to the Bonneville Dam that's where we two months ago I know it's it's amazing oh we spent July 4th touring the Bonneville Lock that was oh shit that was more than two months ago oh god yeah that was way longer that was four months ago yeah Wow, over four months ago. Way to go. Yeah, they actually – you can go in there – and I noticed this at the Grand Coulee Dam too, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, you can go there and basically play the music. They had a little sound station yeah. where you could play along to – I think it was Roll On, Columbia Roll On. So you're just do-do-do-do-do and it plays it the Bonneville. It plays the Woody Guthrie song yeah, while you were there. About you the pointed it out while we were there. Yeah. Well, they have a whole diorama. But when you go upstairs, you can look all over the Bonneville Dam and sort of see the fish hatchery and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they got a cool a couple cool, cool murals, but they also have a button that's like press for, you know, something. It was like a really vague sort of, you know, sort of getting anybody to press it because it's like, oh, I have to press that red button. <laughs> and then it's just what do you go through playing yeah. songs? It's like this is fucking cool. Yes. This is dope. And the Bonneville Dam, if, if you're ever visiting Oregon or if you live here and you've never been, it's super fun. It, yeah. I had a really good time. We went to go see Herman the Sturgeon. She was so big. are huge. Yeah, they're dinosaur fish. My lord. But it's fun to have him sing about the Bonneville Lock because we know a lot about the Bonneville Lock. We watched that tiny little documentary. We watched the the documentary. Exactly. And then we went to the other side, on the Washington side, Mm -hmm. and uh, we sort of saw the generators that were generating the electricity. You know? Um, It's fascinating. And the Grand Coulee Dam, it's really fun. Um, There's actually a statue. We'll get to that in a second. But there's actually, if you leave the Grand Coulee Dam... And you sort of go up across the river just a little bit ways down, you are going to be able to sit on a bench where Woody Guthrie's playing to like uh, two children or like he's on a park bench playing. Oh, I didn't. And that wasn't like, where we were, was it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. that, that's in uh, Center, North Center, Washington. So yeah, it's amazing. If you've never if you've never been out there either, like coolies are really cool. They're like ancient waterfalls used to have water running through them back when there was ice here, oh. and now they're just big empty wastelands like basically where it used to be was i think like 20 times bigger than niagara falls like the falls that were coming in volume and scope and size um and now you go there to like camp underneath what used to be ancient waterfalls and they're just you're just on the ground and it's this huge massive like weird circular rock formations that kind of it's incredible and and the grand coulee dam is cut 
um, right where the Columbia River just starts getting large, and that's where all of our power. I mean, that's what he's singing about. He's yeah. tasked to to bring, um, you know, uh, what is it? Visibility to like what is the Grand Coulee Dam? What is the Columbia River? And this whole roll on Columbia, roll on, has definitely become sort of ingrained in Pacific Northwest culture lingo. I mean, we talk about that. The, the Columbia River like that. So especially everywhere along the Columbia River, you're always going to see references to Woody Guthrie, which I think is fascinating. It's like you go from the Dust Bowl to like to this mm-hmm. and then to VD. I mean, of course, he's the poster child for VD. So <laughs> we would know nothing about VD if it weren't for Woody Guthrie. But yeah, in talking Columbia, he's basically like salmon for president. And also everything's going to be plastic, which is oh, I know. true. Way too on the nose with that one. <laughs> yep. He's like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get, uh, they'll make furniture. They'll make plastic. Oh. So I didn't realize this was supposed to be like a PSA for this general region and what was happening. I thought he was had like a weird negative stance towards the electricity situation. I don't know the way he was talking about it. It's like he was equating dictators with electricity somehow. I don't know. Well, I took it more like he's like, hey. I'm Woody Guthrie. You know me. I would never be for dictators. But listen, electricity's dope. <laughs> Don't you want electricity? Should everyone have it? Well, and we talked about that last week too. This idea, uh, you know, about bringing rural communities these sort of goods. This was part of it. I mean, say what you will about dams and about what happened with salmon and you know native communities. I mean, all of that is something that deserves its own space well, and to talk a lot of people about. died making it and that's why i thought maybe he was like this is oh, not good oh yeah no it, it, not only that but also whole towns got completely you know Re- not removed like, removed moved. yeah oh yeah even bonneville i mean you go to bonneville this is where the town used to be well they had to make a second lock because in time it, the ships weren't big enough to even go through that lock so then they just like here's the town in 19 you know 70 whatever and here's the town in 1984 just like literally moved down the river <laughs> yeah. and and that happened i mean that happened all over the west and so that is a totally different thing. But at the end of the day, he's he, – yeah, he's singing about, I think, the, the benefits. And I think from 1940s, like, I think getting electricity to those people, I think Woody Guthrie would have seen as a net benefit. Well, I filled up my hat brim, drunk a little taste. I thought about a river just going to waste. I thought about the dust. I thought about the sand. I thought about the people and I thought about the land. Folks running all around over creation looking for some kind of a little place. Pulled out my pencil, scribbled this song I figured all them salmon just couldn't be wrong And salmon fish is pretty shrewd They got senators and politicians too Just about like a president They run every four years They're fascinating pieces of architecture The bottom of the dam is incredible The Grand Coulee Dam is the size of the Empire State Building Oh shit Only most of it's underwater Right Which is absolutely batshit crazy well I mean, he, it's one of the wonders of the world like, that's what he said he's like yeah. the seven wonders of the world you probably heard of those some fucking bullshit gardens and some towers it, it's true <laughs> this is a feat that's just like it's it's insane to be there i mean you just sit on the lawn i i went and watched the laser show there hmm. they just put a like a crazy cool like columbia river laser show on the side of a goddamn dam <laughs> and you're just like I, you're just charmed you're just drinking a beer having a good time it's so fun, and what it's just like. There? Is it far? Uh, yeah, it's it's probably about it's probably like six hours away. Oh, okay. It's worth it though. If anybody's out there in the world and hasn't been to Grand Coulee Dam and you're ever like around it, even vaguely, highly recommended. 
It's very cool. You're also um, the the you know as dams work, they sort of let the water through. So the Columbia River, there's a lake, Roosevelt Lake, which is actually like where the water is being stored before it's coming through. There's a huge statue of of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and we we talked about Miss Dear Miss Roosevelt. Yeah. You know, FDR. He uh, there's an eno- I mean it's enormous. It's an enormous just weird head that's just like oh, sticking God. out and looking over the lake, and you oh, can just God. get some. Oh my god! <laughs> you like, wow. personally attacked like oh, someone yeah. just struck you. Oh, that scared the shit out of me. It's like where did it go? <laughs> he is like looking off into the river, and every time I've been there, there's always a homeless guy sleeping there. Huh. So probably go like midday, but because like, his head is so big, he can provide shelter. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. It's it's fascinating. It's it, it's also really cool because you don't actually like realize you're at the dam because you're just driving, and then you just start taking these switchbacks down, and then you start you 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 kind of hit the final switchback and you look over and you're like, oh, I just drove down like this entire dam, wow. and I'm now down at the very bottom. Yeah, it's kind of creepy in a way where you're like, yeah, if that just like failed right now, like I'd be dead. Because that water would just fucking rush right over me. And that's what's crazy about dams is that you're sitting down here on the ground and, you know, a thousand, thousands of feet up. Just up in the corner over there is an enormous lake of water. Thousands of feet (laughs) up. I mean, when you start thinking about that, you get a little like, all right, this is weird. But, like, the museum there is, like, world-class quality. It's so good. It's so fun. Dams are tough. Dams are dumb in a way. They're just like – if I was a kid, I wouldn't give a shit about a dam. But they do a really good job of making like kids really into it. They have a lot of cool little doors that you can pull and stuff like that. But they also tell really great human stories about the families that used to live here and what happened to them. And uh, you know, like any good museum, it's going to have a multitude of not only the workers who worked there and what their conditions were like, but what were the families that were displaced, uh, native communities that were just completely, obviously decimated over years and years and years, and then finally, for once and for all, removed from this. Um, spot of land yeah it's fascinating to see those stories play out into the modern context and then most of those people move to seattle to yakima to portland to wherever so and it became a whole story too like with vanport and like the flooding that happened down here in the 1940s and stuff like it took them a long time to understand how to control the fucking columbia river which is like a a crazy thing to say out loud because like we're just tiny human beings but we stopped a fucking river <laughs> like a, a massive river at that like whew, that's nuts crazy anyways come to oregon but don't stay forever <laughs> let's talk about vd let's talk about vd i don't understand why bob dylan was singing vd songs i don't yeah i don't know fundamentally understand it i don't really know what woody guthrie was doing it i mean kind of uh, I, woody i couldn't really find hard hard information about this but essentially it was another uh, wpa works you know the the writer's project um to bring awareness to not getting vd and in that regard i actually do understand because yeah. birth control i just like if you listen to the daily a couple days ago or, yeah. because fucking we're <sighs> stop if you're religious we're going and, back in fucking time exactly. yeah uh nobody knew about anything ah. you just put your dick in something and hope for the best like, you didn't think about it and people are getting becoming insane literally losing their fucking minds because well, they're getting syphilis you. <laughs> yeah and it it does make sense that i think you know he has an interesting thing like if all 24 songs in the jukebox were about vd maybe we'd have some less less of it and if there, no one's talking about it yeah. at all like you, you know if you've got it because now you're fucked but like 
you're not allowed to talk about contraceptive. You're not allowed to talk about safe sex. You're not yeah. allowed to talk about sex at all pre-marriage. And right. if you're married, then who cares? <laughs> well, I don't, and this is uh, definitely not safe sex. It's like, don't have sex. Yeah, just, and just that's, don't. that's Don't. Refrain, it. please. <laughs> and a fucking hundred years later, we're still having the same conversation that abstinence is a thing that's yeah, I viable. I know. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. That's true. Sif Alley and Clap Avenue are pretty great little pretty great. <laughs> lyrics. That's where I live, on the corner of. Bombs are bad, but gonorrhea is no joke. Three dollar room on VD Avenue. I might do it. See, I, I, I said two dollar, two dollar <laughs> taxi ride on VD Avenue. No, I'm out. <laughs> These rashes? Oh, that's definitely not herpes. <laughs> the one where he's talking like, to his friend, he's like, "Hey, I've been in the Marines. I've been around. I, this is definitely not." Well, and then what we listen to, which again, I we found these on uh, American Radical Patriot. There's probably a more finished version, but. His songs are so underwhelming because they just stop. And that one in particular, it's like, oh, shit, he's been confronted about this is definitely syphilis or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's not. And then Woody just stops the song. And it's like, you know how it goes. <laughs> and we just move on. It's like, what? I don't know how it goes. One more verse would suffice. No, tell me he's dead or tell me he's cured. Help me, please. Oh, man, the Gunner's Blues one was intense. Yeah, and so – and that's what kind of what I wanted to say too about – because VD City and VD Gunner's Blues were the two that were shared between them. Woody's versions are automatically underwhelming because the, this was like done in a fucking workshop where he's like <laughs> teaching people how to sing about VD. It was weird where he's just like, hey, I'm just going to play for a minute, but then like you know the rest, <laughs> which is classically how concerts go. You know, <laughs> you sing like, the first three bars and they're like, yes. You got the point. Let me move on to the next. Who hasn't heard Tub Thumping? Exactly. We'll just sing the first to the first chorus. I get then, knocked down. You get the rest. <laughs> yes. And you're never going to, you know, you know, <laughs> you know the drill. Um, I thought that like Woody's, Woody's were tougher to swallow because it just sounds like a – his voice is so good in other places, but here it's, just, it's rough. It's rough to have him singing about. Whereas Bob, Bob didn't like. Bob brought um, a, a different, the same way that he sort of did it with Pastors of Plenty. I feel like he brings a different weight. It's like a more terrifying context to it all because he definitely finishes it. And I think that it's terrifying in hindsight because of what we know about germs and what we know of how germs um, settled civilizations. Um, you know, I mean, that's pretty much what allowed white people from European descent to run roughshod over the new world is germs, viruses, guns, yeah. germs, and steel. And knowing that, it, it makes something like VD City, which is a song ostensibly about VD, but it's a great song even without that little point. If that wasn't there, I just kind of listened to it as like, this is about like, like germ warfare before you even knew it was warfare, but like, it's a dark little brooding tale about like what germs and disease can do to your city. They called to the city of sorrow to confess all the wrong things they'd done. Their teardrops are meat reaping much louder than the city's blown down by the bombs. There's a street game for every disease here. Sif Valley and Clap Avenue And the whores and the pimps and their victims All pass on the curb from our view Once young, what's healthy and happy Now a whirlpool of raving insane Cause here in this wild VD city Nobody knows you by name 
Well, the Grinch Blues thing specifically is so fucking dark because it's it's it somebody who I'm assuming had syphilis that lost their fucking mind and decided to start murdering every woman that he ever slept oh, yeah. with because it's your fault. Yep, and that's why I said I said you know byproduct <laughs> for the rage of this man who cannot accept his own culpability for his disease. Yeah, and that's crazy. I don't know what venereal diseases can be treated and what which ones can't. I know. Anymore. I don't know anymore. I know herpes is for life, but you can like abate the symptoms. Right. And I don't know if syphilis is an antibiotic situation where they just like didn't have it available all right the next set um is going to be traditional songs uh that we or that i wasn't able to provide proof of bob dylan playing <laughs> them but bob dylan uh, back in the early 60s 60 61 62 played all of these so as we go through i'll kind of highlight where he played some of them um gypsy davy buffalo skinners were on the east orange tape so that would have been uh february 1961 rangers command pretty boy floyd which was actually on our dust bowl ballad blues um he played that as well he played that at gertie's folk city in september of 61 and of course 1913 massacre which is kind of i don't want to get you upset kelly but yeah. kind of the um basis for something he played that at carnegie uh chapter hall on november 4th 1961 so those are where he played them I personally either have them somewhere hidden that I couldn't find, or I don't have them. So we we actually don't have Bob Dylan doing those. But Kelly, of all of those, Ramblin' Blues, Jesus Christ, Gypsy Davy, Buffalo Skinny, Buffalo Skinners, uh, Talking Sailor, Talking Merchant Marine, and Rangers Command. How did you feel? That one and the Buffalo Skinners one. The Buffalo Skinners one was like spooky. Yeah. Um, the way that Woody holds some of the notes is yeah. like off key in a really uncomfortable way. Yeah. And, it makes it, and it's also like a shitty song about people being swindled. They're like, hey, come work for me and I'll definitely pay you. Whoops, didn't pay you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, whoops, like now we all murdered you. <laughs> well, whoops. <laughs> and I'm going to sing it spooky. Yeah. Which, good for you. So that one definitely stuck with me. The Dear Mrs. Roosevelt, too, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's basically like a eulogy song. It is. And it's sad because it is sad. it's like FDR did a lot. And he's dead. Now he's dead. And he had pulled yeah. out. I'm sad. The Jesus Christ one we talked about a little bit too. Yeah, um, great song. Yeah. Give to the poor. Murder that hippie. Gypsy Davia was the one. That's racist too. I I couldn't tell if if that the character was like is Gypsy Davy a lady? Is the lady getting? He uses Gypsy Davy later in a in a lyric where he says G- Gypsy Davy in a in a blowtorch. Um, which is like, oh, that's, you know, it's like evocative again. This is 60s Dylan. He's high off his mind. So it's really fun when he plays with these figures and then gives them sort of modern weaponry. Like it's fun. It's <laughs> yeah. just like Gypsy Davy and her blowtorch. Like, ooh. Okay. So is it about some woman just kind of traveling around and amassing people because she's cool? <laughs> this, like, puts all... Or because she's a cult leader. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't know. It's, it's, it's a pretty song. It's just like yeah. one that you kind of, I didn't. I, with all of these traditional ones, I purposefully didn't really like want to get too deep into them personally. I mean, if you did, that's great because I do know them enough. But I just was going for like why Bob Dylan would maybe choose some of these. And oh, okay, it's it's and also they're traditional. These aren't like Woody Guthrie songs, gotcha. except for Jesus Christ. They're not Woody Guthrie songs. So it's well, like, is the Ramblin' Blues one because he's like I talk about Sailor is as well. Yeah, okay. just, and Ramblin' Blues. My bad. Yeah. So really, Gypsy Davy Skinner's and Rangers Command. Those okay. are. Uh, classic one, okay. traditional songs, yeah. Because Raymond Blues, when he's talking about Portland, and he says they have all those rivers, and I was like, town, we, yeah. we have two, right? Is it just two? Is it more than two? I feel like Columbia, it's two. Willamette. We've also got the Clackamas, and oh Jesus, yeah, yeah there's tons of rivers. Sandy and Sandy River. That's down the way a little, off the Columbia. Okay, I was like, but Clackamas is off the Willamette, so yeah, fair yeah. enough. Geography. 
the ranger's command song was cool because there's like a badass lady in it and she's basically like you need a gun for all your hands and i was like we already did a song like this that's right. Charles Lee Harding, i'm that's pretty right. sure he had a song for all or yeah. gun for all his hands yes and that's what makes you cool or whatever you're <laughs> that's why people respect you uh okay so set five so we'll let's close this out um two songs that i chose at the end because their context as if the rest of it wasn't slightly horrifying enough burning in your heart uh, i think these two in particular sort mm-hmm. of drill it on home so a song called Lindbergh. right yeah, it's just Lindbergh. Lindbergh. the john charles Lindbergh, and another song called deportees mr charlie Lindbergh, he flew to old berlin got him a big iron cross and he flew right back again to washington washington Mrs. Charlie Lindbergh, she come dressed in red Said I'd like to sleep in that pretty white house bed In Washington, Washington Because, uh, like, he was he was non-interventionalist, which is hard to think of in World War II terms today because we know what Hitler did, we know what the stakes were. But, like, I think in general, I'm non-interventionalist. Like, I don't want us to go around the country, other countries and bomb other people, you know? So it's weird when we start to use those terms in, like, on the past because, like, there were people who were just absolutely committed to not being in the war in Europe. But, yeah, his views, I mean, what we remember him for is obviously all that stuff. But something that probably isn't talked about as much is that he was totally in on eugenics. I mean, he, he believed that as, as so many other people did too. Like, Henry Ford was a huge anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> Ford is on the record as saying, yeah, whenever Lindbergh came by my house, you know, in Detroit – all I wanted to talk about was the Jews. And it's like, oh my God, these two people Jesus. just like talking about Jews. Like, how do you even like sustain a friendship? I don't even understand what's going on here. Uh, but yeah, like everybody else, I mean, we talk a lot about communism. It's weird now that the wall has fallen, USSR is gone. But like, this was a dude who felt that communism was something that was going to rot away American democracy. But more than that, he thought it was going to rot away our racial strength. And this comes back to uh. your booklet thing, where it's these weird ads that like, Talk about the race, the race, the it's all about race. Uh, we talked briefly, I think, about maybe on our episode where Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize. Philip Roth is somebody who is perpetually, uh, what is the one where you're not the, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> People have been waiting for this guy to get the Nobel Prize, and Bob just, like, circumvents it. That's hilarious. Uh, I've read a, a bunch of, um, of Philip Roth novels, um, but one in particular, the obvious one in this case, is The Plot Against America. So I'm going to tell you people if Hitler's going to be beat. Common working people has got to take the seat in Washington, Washington. And I'm going to tell you workers for you cashing your checks. They say America first, but they mean America next in Washington, Washington. And I don't know, it's like I've been hearing America first a lot. From this day forward. It's going to be only America first. America first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the America First Party actually became the, the Christian Nationalist Crusade, which says everything you need to know about them in a nutshell. Fake Christians, fucking nationalists, as in National Socialist Nazis, and crusades as if we're fucking going to go, you know, go storm the Holy Land or whatever. It's... To say that, like, the America First Party is not some crazy bunch of know-nothing fucking bigots at best is um, 
utter nonsense. And so when Donald Trump says that, he's he's very much pulling from the Lindberghian stock of, especially seeing the world. I mean, he is a white supremacist, racist, who just sees everyone as a lower order. I mean, I'm sure he hates Jews too. I'm sure he hates everyone who's not fucking him, yeah. <laughs> which is even worse. Uh, so yeah, it's just like, cool. We're just living, living the dream over here. <laughs> so that was really tough. And I, I put that on there only to sort of reinforce that the shit is pretty cyclical. It just keeps happening. How do you break it? Got to break the machine, man. Oh, no. Got to break the train. You ride the train. <laughs> Slow train, fast train, doesn't matter. Can't be neutral on a, on a moving train. Speaking of not breaking the train, deportees. Mm -hmm. So I put the Billy Bragg version. Next week, we're going to talk a lot about Billy Bragg. Uh, what do you think of that song? It's fucking sad. It's fucking sad. The crops are all in and the peaches are rotting. The oranges are piling their creosote thumbs. Flying us back to the Mexican border. Spend our money to wait back again. Father's own father, he waited that river. Took all the money he made in his life. My brothers and sisters come work in the fruit trees And they rode the trucks till they took down and died Goodbye to my Juan, goodbye Rosalita Adios, mis amigos, Jesus, Maria You won't have a name when you ride the big airplane And all they will call you will be is this the best way we can go grow our good fruit is this the way, best way we can do things like yeah anyway yeah it's a really fucking sad song about migrant workers and just how we treat fucking brown people in this country we just use and break their bodies until they die and don't give them names and call them criminals well and that's the whole thing with rosalita and juan it's mm -hmm. like they're singing a song because Goodbye. they're actual human beings and mm -hmm. we don't care so we just make them unknown unnamed deportees yep. yeah and it's a real event so uh, what was it 20 uh january 20th 1948 uh plane crashed near los gatos canyon in california uh 32 people died four americans 28 migrant workers who were being deported back from california to back to mexico all of them died um bob played this on the rolling thunder review in 76 so we listened to the 75 stuff so when he went back on tour um he was playing that stuff and that was more of a of a southern rat, so he was playing from Texas over, so hmm. probably was on his mind. Food. Do I like the dry leaves and run on my topsoil and be known by no name except devotee? Goodbye to my one, goodbye to Rosalita, adios, mis amigos, Jesus, Maria, you won't Even then, I mean, the, the song is absolutely still relevant today. I mean, yeah. this sort of 
shit, you could see this happening tomorrow. And we, as much as we wouldn't have cared then, we wouldn't care now. And so I guess I don't know why I chose these two to end uh, a podcast on. You get real bummed out. Kind of bleak. So there you go. Plot Against America and uh, Dying in Plane Crashes Unnamed. Uh, it's like you never even lived at all. Yep. Think about that while you try to go to sleep tonight. Well, th- yeah, that leads right into basically what Bob Dylan's talking about on, on um, Union Sundown, which we will be doing on Monday uh, to continue our Woody Guthrie month. Uh, we'll let you know what the next, which will be the final uh, mixed up confusion for Woody Guthrie month uh, next week this time. So please join us then. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, try to think of the hopeful moments where we talked about Dave Van Ronk and, and Bob in the car. Much better, much better than being sad about uh, about uh, deportees. Well, just think about what he got through. We'll fight till we win. Think about what he got through. We'll fight till we win. We will see you next week for Union Sundown, and we'll talk more about uh, the world as it was, and the world as it is, and the world as it can be. Another world is possible. We will see you next freaking week. Yeah. Good night. Bye. I'm a union man in a union war. It's a union world I'm fighting for. There's a better world that's coming, don't you know? There's a better world that's coming. There's a better world that's coming. There's a better world that's coming. I'll tell you why, why, why. Don't you see, 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 and don't you know, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. There's a better world that's coming. I'll tell you why, why, why. There's a better world that's coming. I'll tell you why. There's a better world that's coming. Tell you why, why, why. Better world that's coming. I'll tell you why. Out of marching, out of battling, you can hear the chains are rattling. There's a better world that's coming, I'll tell you why. Now there's a better world that's coming, and there's a better world that's coming.